welcome to another episode of the Rental Journal Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the equipment rental industry. I'm your host, Mark Simonson. And as a surprise, since it's International Women's Day today, we're going to be releasing six podcasts in six days, all women. And what better way to start this week off by interviewing two significant leaders from Australia's largest equipment rental company, that being Coats Hire. So on the podcast today, we have Heidi Sundin and we have Manal Thomas. Heidi, we might start with you first. Can you talk to me about what is your role at Coats Hire and how long have you been in the company for? First of all, thank you so much, Mark. We're really um, big supporters of the Rental Journal. I think it's great what you're doing. So really appreciate the time to have us on. A little bit about my role. So I am the GM of strategy and customer experience. Part of that role, you know, I have that strategy portfolio, which is really about working with the incredible people within Coates Hire to build our vision for the business and, and not only build it, but to actually make sure it happens and bring our strategy to life. So that's a really key part of that, that portfolio. The second part is about customer experience. And, and that's all about you know, taking an outside in approach to Coates Hire. And, and starting by really deeply listening and understanding our customers and designing the business around, you know, the evolving needs of our customers. I've been with the business, I've been in this role for about 18 months, but it's actually my second stint at Coates Hire. It's something that happens to Coates Hire people. We, we often come back. Um, and I was with the business about six or seven years ago, also in the strategy team. Um, I left for about three and a half years to run my own business. But during that time, I also worked with Coats Hire. So I kind of feel like I've been here for, you know, six or seven years. Wow. Must have really loved it because you come back. And I think that's probably a good testament to, to Coats Hire in itself. And, and Manal, what about yourself? I'm, I'm much newer. So I've only been in the business for about eight months now. My role is the inside out role, right from how we attract people, recruit people, develop them, recognize and reward them from a performance perspective and also measure that experience and listen to our employees around that. So, you know, um, people are a key enabler of any strategy and then my role is to make sure we get the right ones in, give them the capability that they need and are constantly listening to what they're telling us about their lived experience at Coates. Well, so only being in the business for eight months, like moving into an industry like the equipment rental industry, what was your preconceived thoughts before joining Manel? And then what are your thoughts today? To be honest, I, I never really thought of the rental industry as an industry that I would ever join. I mean, I spent most of my career in banking and finance, both here and overseas. And I spent a fair bit of time working in government when I came back from overseas. And Coates was kind of never on my radar as an industry, as, as, a, as a part of the rental industry to join. I guess since I've been exposed to Coates, what I've realised about the business is obviously it's an Australian icon and obviously it's played a, a key and critical role in the way that this country has been built over the last 135 years. And as I kind of start to, to kind of understand the business a little bit more, one of the things that's sort of surfaced for me is fundamentally this business is around sustainability. I think the sharing economy has pivoted from the rental business so more and more as I'm spending time I've realized it actually aligns a lot to my values and um, I think we play a really important role um, in the Australian economy. Okay and so Heidi what about yourself because obviously being twice now in the organization maybe when you first joined and then today like what, what were the differences? 
Yeah, it's interesting. When About six or seven years ago when I joined the first time, my, my previous role, I was actually um, heading up education for the Workplace Gender Equality Agency. So it was a, I was working for a government agency, working with organisations across Australia to you know, transform them into more diverse and inclusive workplaces. And I decided I wanted to go back into commercial strategy role in-house. And I, I thought to myself, you know, I've spent the last two years working on gender equality and asking women to go into senior leadership roles in male-dominated industries. I should put my money where my mouth is and, and you know, be doing the same thing and role modelling that. So I was on the lookout for a strategy role in an organisation like this. But funnily enough, when I saw the job advertised, I had that instant reaction of, oh, that's probably not for me or, you know, I don't think they'd want to hire me. So I didn't apply for it. And then about two months later, a colleague of mine who worked here sent me the job ad and she said, you have to apply for this. This is the perfect job for you. You'll love it. Um, And so I did. And, you know, it all panned out really well during that time and and also during this time you know i i have found it to be a very supportive organization i definitely feel like i have a voice i feel like i'm respected you know i feel like i'm able to bring my full self to work and really um, contribute the value that i have to the organization so i suppose the you know perception that i had really didn't meet the reality and i, and I, I have been pleasantly surprised you know i, I left for a whole bunch of reasons and, and wanted to do my own thing for a while. But when I had my son, um, I really wanted to, again to come back to a corporate environment where I felt that level of support and and Coates was just such a natural fit. And now that I'm back, you know, I, I always like to say I've got the two most incredible bosses with Adrian Manning, who was on your podcast recently, and Murray Bitlich. You know, if it's not the first question, it's certainly within the first five minutes that they asked me about what's going on in my life, um, how's my son, and, you know, they really acknowledge that I'm much more than just a worker, that I, that I am a person with a life well beyond Coates Hire. So, you know, I, I really do feel quite supported in that way, which is why, again, I've found it such a great place to be as a, as a, as a woman and as a person. That's awesome. So something that jumped out at me was you said that you didn't think that you'll be the right fit, I think you said. So, Talk like maybe elaborate a little bit more on that. Like, like what were you? What was in your mind when you saw the role and you thought, no, this isn't a good fit? Well, I'd probably just compare it to organisations which are specifically signalling that they want women. So, you know, you'd look at a lot of leading employers, and they have on their website, on their careers page, they have pictures of women and men. They have case studies around how women and men are working flexibly. They have job ads that have gender neutral language in them. They specifically ask, you know, we want women and men to apply. You know, they make it really clear in their employee value proposition that this is a place for for women and men and I suppose back then we this organization wasn't really signaling that to the market and and Manal will talk a little bit later about what we are doing and how we are changing so I suppose that the perception was because I, I had been working with leading employers and I knew what not only they were doing inside but I knew how they were speaking to market um, and their high potential you know high potential and performing candidates um, and I didn't see that in what Coates Hire had been doing. And so, Manal, when you first joined, did you think that it was just going to be this male-dominated industry? Like, was that your perception when you first, before applying? Like, what was your mindset as well? Um, I, I definitely knew it was a male-dominated industry. I mean, you can get the demographic details for any organisation quite easily. Um, so did... 
I guess, did that bother me? I think, to be honest with you, when I started in banking and finance 20 odd years ago, it was male dominated. But those organisations that Heidi's just talked about, they're some of the leading ones now that are signalling, you know, as part of their propositions that they have flexibility, they have these things that allow both females and men to engage in an organisation in a different way. So I feel like I kind of grew up in an industry that shifted from being male-dominated to having more female presence in leadership roles. And and one of the government organisations that I worked at was also male-dominated. So... The fact that it was male-dominated didn't bother me. I mean, we can't have a conversation about women without having having men at the table. They are 50% of the population. And so did, did it surprise me? No, but I always am surprised once I'm in the organisation because um, you sort of, there it's, it's, it's so unconscious, some of the stuff that goes on, you know, to Heidi's point where you don't even realise that you're sending out signals that, potentially might actually stop someone from either having a voice or putting themselves forward to be a part of your organization. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Like I think the unconscious bias is what I hear a lot around people not realizing the effect they're having on others potentially. And sometimes it's just Mm. a natural reaction or what they're saying. So I think that's a really good point. And and so it sounds like Coats Hire in itself went on a bit of a journey as well and a bit of a transformation. So Heidi, is there a bit of a transformation that, that Coats Hire is going on at the moment? Absolutely. And I'll sort of talk more about the business transformation and Manal will talk a little bit more about the people and culture transformation. Um, you know, I always like to start by saying that Coats Hire does have a really long and proud history. Um, I go out um, to the branch network. I'm doing one to two days a week in the branch network. So I truly try and stay close to people. And what's so clear to me is that we have so many incredible people in this business who are passionate about turning up every day and serving our customers. Um, so our transformation is really about leveraging the strength that we we already have and that, that long history we have, but really trying to evolve the business for the changing needs of our customers and the changing nature of the hire industry. So our um, last year, we set out a new five-year strategy and that really outlines our vision to be the market leader in safe, smart and sustainable equipment solutions. Safety, absolute foundation for us. We're looking at continuing to innovate what we do around safety. Smart for us is all about, you know, a digital transformation, self-service tools for our customers, you know, telematics, full transparency of equipment, really empowering our customers to have control over their equipment decisions. Um, And the sustainable, and and Manal mentioned it before, it's really about acknowledging our role as corporate citizens um, and contributing to the broader community. So, you know, to deliver on that, we have four very key areas that we look at, growth, people and culture, customer-focused operations and market-leading equipment solutions. And, you know, to deliver on that, we're, we're very focused on enhancing our core offering through equipment hire, but also accelerating, you know, our turnkey equipment solutions in engineering solutions um, and industrial solutions. So that's really the, the kind of business transformation that we're going on, uh, hand over to to Manal to kind of take us through then what does that mean from a people and culture point of view? Yeah, so Manal, do you want to talk through the, the people and culture side then? What I might do is just talk really specifically because I know that we are, you know, we're here because of International Women's Day. So I want to talk really specifically about kind of how we're trying to be conscious around um, the whole whole piece that that is gender diversity. And for us, it really starts with data. 
So um, having been here for eight months, you know, one of the first thing I looked at was, you know, where are our females in the business? Are there particular roles where they have a majority presence? And if there are, how are they progressing to the next level within that particular part of the organisation? And so what we've been able to find and what we've been able to do as a result of looking at that data is then create programs that support these women with their development. So if we think of the example that Heidi gave earlier where she said she looked at a role and even though she'd been a part of this business and worked with this business, still didn't want to put herself forward, what is it about Heidi's mindset in that moment that's actually stopped her from, from I guess, feeling the fear and doing it, doing it anyway? And so the program that we're delivering to some of our young female and emerging leaders is really looking at, you know, what are the, the tools that we can give them to support them with their career so they're clear on what they want to get out of their career? Um, how do we help support them when it comes to learning and being able to respond to their environment and think about the mindsets and the habits and the routines that will allow them to progress? And what we do know, um, just from a, a data level, is a male-dominated environment. So we've We've just launched a program to 22 um, emerging females in our business to do that. And then I think the third thing is, you know, once you look at the data, once you've got the programs in place, the, the third thing is really storytelling. I, the, you know, the way that we talk about ourselves, the way we talk about our jobs, the way we talk about the societies we belong to is all through stories. And I think what we need to start to do is, is elevate the stories of women in coats and elevate stories of women in the rental hire industry. And then once we once we start telling those stories, then other women can look at, at those industries and think, oh, wow, like she can do that. She's, she's gotten that role in that industry. That's really different. Maybe I can do that. I mean, one of the best quotes I've heard in this space, and I've been around DNI now for a while, is you can't be what you can't see. So the more we tell stories and more people see these stories, I think the greater... I guess, self-efficacy that comes from their ability to then put themselves forward. I probably link what Manal is saying back to that overarching vision for us because by shifting from that more transactional higher role to solutions uh, and problem solving for our customers, you know, having a, di a diverse group of people in the organisation is really um, what will enable that shift. So it's really incredibly important for us to, you know, have that bold vision, but also to, you know, have that diverse and inclusive culture and talent base to deliver on it. Hearing all that, Heidi, and then going back to your very first mindset where you're questioning whether you wanted to apply for the role potentially, how does that make you feel know that now that coach is going on this journey? Yeah, I'm, I'm very proud to be part of this organisation and to see the sort of change that has come about from, you know, the past and to where we're going. I think it's fantastic. So, you know, I, I personally see it as an organisation that is great for women um, and, and, and for men, not just women, but for men as well. You know, I'm very encouraging of women joining this organisation. So, Manel, that was some great stuff that you were talking about what Kotai is doing internally. Now, if we, if, if we think externally, how do you think the industry as a whole can attract more females? I think it's I think it's the same thing. I think it probably looks a little bit different. Um, if I go back to the point of data, you know, maybe they look at some of those industries where they've been able to increase female representation and look at some of the lessons learned. I think the industry itself probably needs to think about 
capability in a different way. So what are the transferable skills that someone who has been working in manufacturing potentially or another another or banking and finance or FMCG or whatever it might be, what are those transferable skills or attributes that we want to bring in even though they don't have higher experience? Um, I know when we when I when we started, you know, way back at the beginning of my career, it wasn't related to diversity, but I was working for an organization who really wanted to shift away from people coming in from the industry we belonged in and bring people in who had real customer focus. So traditionally, we'd always say recruited people from our industry, then looked at industries that they were excelling in customer service and were like, okay, we need to go to the telcos. We need to go to the FMCGs or retail to bring people with a customer mindset into the industry. And then we can teach them about the industry. We can teach them how the industry works. So I think for the rental industry as a whole, it's really reflecting on what are the type of skills we want to bring into the industry and where can we transfer those from other from other industries? What advice then would you give to them in terms of their mindset once they get into the business or a business? Um, for me, I think, you know, it's the same advice like I would give people in life. Like I think um, you need to kind of, always know that it, it will be hard. And it doesn't matter if you go into a male-dominated or a female-dominated industry. When you're starting a new job, when you're trying to work in a different environment and context, you're always going to come up against things that are going to feel like blocks or barriers. And I think me personally in those in those moments, and, you know, Heidi and I have actually had this conversation, <laughs> you know, I always think about what's in my circle of control, what can I influence, and what is the stuff that I actually can't influence right now and and don't allow my energy to be sucked in by that and really just invest in how I can influence the situation or how I can control the situation for the better. So I really think it's a mindset thing. It's kind of the way that you lean into challenges in life is the same way you lean into challenges um, if you're coming into a male-dominated industry. What What is the outcome you want to achieve? What tools and resources do you have available to help you achieve that? And then just having a positive mindset. I think that's that's something for me that I, you know, I don't always succeed at doing. I actually fail at it probably multiple times a day, if I'm honest. But I always come back to that. Why am I here? What can I control? What can I influence? And then just take that next step forward. That would be my advice to anybody. What do you think, Heidi? Yeah, very similar to Manal. Um, you know, for me, it is about knowing who you are, what you stand for, and you know, what's your sweet spot. So for me, you know, I love solving problems that are really complex, and I have no idea what the answer is. Um, and and my skill set is about diagnosing that problem and then bringing the right people to the table to solve it and then co-create the answer. So that's what I'm really good at. I have, as I said, incredible people around me who know the high industry so well. So my job is to actually extract, you know, their incredible collective wisdom and knowledge to solve problems. So I'm really clear on what my purpose is, as Manal said, what's in my circle of control and, you know, and what's my sweet spot. And I don't pretend to be anything else. So my advice is to stay true to yourself, but then also to work as a team. I can't do what I do without all of the people around me to, you know, to to draw from their knowledge and and solve the problems that we need to solve. So the other thing that I would say, though, is it is easy for Manal and I to kind of sit back in 
fairly senior roles in head office to kind of speak about that. I, I think, you know, to the question, which is for young people coming in, young women coming into this industry, you know, there are a lot of challenges. Um, so while I'd give the advice of be true to yourself, know, know what's in your circle of control, sometimes when you're in those junior, you know, entry roles, that you might not have as much clarity or self-knowledge. Um, you know, even where I am now is different than six years ago when I was first coming into this industry. So what I, what the other advice I would say is make sure you build a network, make sure you reach out to people. You know, Manal's here, I'm here. So for people who are either at Coates Hire or in the industry and they want someone who is a, a woman that they can speak to, you know, we are open and available to, you know, provide that level of support. And, and I think that's really important for people. Yeah, I think mentorship plays a big part in anyone's career and personal life as well. Like you, you you're not on your own when it comes to these sort of things, and mm, you need to reach yeah. out. And often people just they don't realize that they can ask for help even. And most yeah. of the yeah. time, people are going to to offer help. Kind of the human condition, right? <laughs> like it's you know you you sort of when you when you're feeling it, you feel isolated. But there there are probably a lot of people around who are available to help, and it's just taking the time to, to think about who they are and just having the conversations. I know there's many times I've given Heidi a call <laughs> at a chapter about, you know, things that have challenged me and, um, and you know, a problem shared is a problem halved and that always helps. Like just talking to someone about stuff always helps. And then so the, the other challenge is that when young women or women in general are trying to manage the complexities of a career and parenting. So... What advice would you give to those people? For me, Mark, this is a really interesting question. And I know you're asking um, this question because it is International Women's Day and the focus is on women. But I suppose as I reflect on it, it's something that often gets asked of women and not of men. But if I look at the people of Coates Hire, you know, some people don't have children and they also need flexibility and a whole lot of support mechanisms. And that's really important to acknowledge. But you know, as I go out to branches every week and I talk to women and men, they're all managing the juggle of being a full-time worker or a part-time worker and, and having a family. I was out at a branch um, very recently. One of our mechanics is talking about his three kids. Now, he's the primary person that does the, the pickup. Um, you know, his wife has a full-time job. I was in with a, with a regional manager last or this week. You know, his, his wife has an incredibly demanding job um, and he plays such an integral role in, in doing those pickups and drop-offs and, and cooking the dinner. You know, one of my team members has just had a brand new baby and he's suffering the, the sleepless nights of all of us. So for me, I think this question um, is something that we, we need to look at equally for women and men um, and not just for, for women. But if I do just share for me personally how I manage the, the juggle, um, I'm a solo parent. So for me, um, it's really important I have great support in place. That's my parents are a great support and fantastic daycare and, um, you know, other forms of childcare. So that's, that's really important. My second point is that I, I take a lot of time to look after myself, you know, and that's big things and that's little things. Like I make sure I eat breakfast and have a cup of tea every morning. So I'm in the right frame of mind when I come to work. I really invest in, you know, exercise now and um, checking in when I'm feeling a little bit out of balance. I have an incredibly supportive boss and CEO. Um, and then the final thing for me is about being authentic. So the reality is like we, you know, well, I think Manal and I, we, we try and be high performers most of the time and we hold ourselves to a pretty high standard. The reality is sometimes you have a bad day or your kid's sick or, you know, 
it's the, the, the planets aren't aligned. So for me, it's about being really authentic. So when I'm having one of those days, I had one this week actually, and I emailed Adrian and I said, look, today's, today this is going on. Um, you know, I let my team know. And for me, it's about being honest um, and saying, this is why I might not respond within the next five minutes or whatever. Um, and so I think you've, you've got to have all those mechanisms in place to, to manage that. What about yourself, mm -hmm. Manel? Look, I think um, Heidi has really covered it there. For me, you know, this is so cliche, but like parenting is the hardest job you will ever have. I've only got, I've got one boy and my husband and I manage that between us. So, you know, we've both got demanding jobs and we both find ways to make it work. I think like as a parent, one of the things that I've kind of learned and he, he's five years old now is that I need to take full accountability for the juggle. I think um, when you, as a parent, realise that it's not the kid who needs to take any accountability for your mood, what's going on at work, all of that, you have to take full accountability for the juggle. And then that reminds you to be present when you actually are in their presence, if that makes sense. I think when I kind of came, when I kind of had that realisation, for me, separating the two became really important, putting in structures in place that allow me to do drop-offs or pick-ups or have that time in the morning with, with my son so that I don't feel like I'm missing out on his milestones, on who he is and the person he's becoming is really, really important. So once I took that accountability and I set those structures up, I think that has really helped me. I think the other thing is that, you know, that kind of, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. I think, you know, in Australia sometimes that kind of nuclear family, you know, parents are responsible for the child, you know, it's sort of um, reinforced in a lot of ways, but actually thinking about how your friends, other parents, your parents, if you're lucky to, enough to have that support network around you can really help you and for you to be able to communicate what's going on for you at work and when you might need their help so that you've got that flexibility, I think is really, really important. And I think it's also very important to have a workplace that is supportive of that environment as yeah. well and understanding. Yeah. The two can work together. It's just being comfortable that it, it won't look not nine to five it won't look linear. And actually, if, if you're having a conversation with your people about outcomes and deliverables, then whether they do it for Bulimacan from Bulimacanka or their office shouldn't really matter. So um, I think it, it really needs to sit with leadership, being comfortable that they're going to have to manage at a distance. And, and that's where the world has gone to anyway. I mean, the world's been there for, for well over a decade now. All right. So look, I like to ask everyone this question. I'll start with you, Heidi. How do you define success? For me personally, uh, success, it all starts with being a great mum and, uh, you know, really just living the life that I want to live with my, my family. And then I suppose more in a professional context, I just get so much joy when the people around me are succeeding. So weirdly, success for me is when the team's succeeding, when my colleagues colleagues are succeeding and when the business is succeeding so um you know I really I really draw quite a lot of happiness from yeah from that collective success what about yourself Manel? for me it's it's changed a lot I'd say you know the 
more than the first half of my career, it was very much, you know, proving myself, getting to the next position, getting to the next pay bracket. For me, the universe interrupted that whole process in a very um, interesting way. And so I always kind of put success in that in that career bucket and that's really shifted for me over the last, even before I had my son, where it's very much around, you know, similar to Heidi, it's around family. You know, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, and now I'm a mother and I have, you know, a role to play in all of those areas. And being available and present to those people is really, really important to me. Um, so, so now success looks like, you know, how rich those relationships are, how connected I am to those people in my life and my friends. I think similar to Heidi, for me, success um, when it comes to the workplace is has been very much for the last decade around my team and how they're progressing. You know, I love it when, um, you know, ex-employees who used to work for me tell me about jobs for them. Um, that kind of brings a massive smile to my face. You know, I want to be working for people who've worked for me because then that means I've contributed a little bit to their journey. So, um, so success for me is how successful the people are who are around me or have worked for me or, or with me and, and me being able to have played a small role in that in some way, shape or form. Yeah, I think as people get older and they experience these sort of things and they run into challenges, then often it can shift their perception on on what success means and and what it means to a family as well. Because a lot of people identify success with like an individual and, and like a pay bracket or a goal or whatever it might be. But yeah. there's always a bigger picture with everything. That's right. Exactly right. All right, Heidi and Manal, I really want to thank you for coming on the Rental Journal podcast. Thank you, Mark. It's been an absolute for having us. <laughs> Please like, share, follow the Rental Journal podcast and we'll see everyone in tomorrow's episode.